0: What a great joy it is to have young people taking part in leading us in worship with their music, their rhythms, and reading scripture. On this Christ the King Sunday, our second scripture comes from the gospel according to John chapter 18, beginning with verse 33. This is a part of the trial of Jesus of Nazareth. It's found on page 987 in the New Testament of your pew Bible. Let us listen to God's word. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? You say that I am a king, for this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked him, What is truth? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. After the attack in Paris a week ago, a young French father posted this open letter addressed to the terrorists. He wrote, On Saturday night you stole away the love of my life, the mother of my son, but you will not have my hatred. I do not know who you are, and I don't want to know. You are dead souls. The God for whom you kill so blindly made us in his image. Each bullet in my wife's body would have been a wound in God's heart. Therefore, I will not give you the gift of my hatred. To do so would be to give in to the same ignorance that has made you what you are. You want me to be afraid? You want me to cast a mistrustful eye on my fellow citizens? You want me to sacrifice my freedom for security? I will not. You have lost. Of course, I am devastated with grief, but this will be a short-time grief. My wife will join us every day, and we will be together in the paradise of free souls where you cannot go. Signed, Antoine Larie. O God, thy kingdom come. John chapter 18 gives us a clash of kingdoms. Two powers face off against one another, and this is how the gospel writer paints the scene for us. Jesus stands in handcuffs in the headquarters, the power center, the governor's office, and is being questioned by the local authority. He stands before Pilate, the ruler appointed by Caesar himself. Caesar is, of course, the greatest emperor alive in all the Mediterranean world. Roman armies have conquered Judah and ruled it for a hundred years, and Pilate is the hand-picked henchman, the go-to guy for controlling these irascible Jews in Judea. Pilate questions the man, Are you the king of Judea? Are you the most recent challenger, rebel, leader, brigand against the divine authority of Caesar? Are you the one who's going to give me trouble? How much trouble am I going to have from you, boy? The prisoner replies in good Jewish fashion. He answers a question with a question. Why do you ask? Is there something I can do for you? Is this your question or are you just the mouthpiece for somebody else? Not a very humble way to stand before the Lord High Executioner of Rome. And Pilate answers, Bah humbug, do I look Jewish to you? Some king you are. If your own people have turned you over to me, I am the representative of the Great One, the true King, the Kaiser, the Khan, the Emperor, the Lord Caesar. To which the peasant from Galilee replies My kingdom is not like yours. It's not like any around here. My kingdom is built upon the truth and not lies backed with a sword. My kingdom is established from of old, and the living God will see its completion. So my followers do not fight because violence only breeds violence. I do not kill my enemies. I pray for those who persecute me, and I forgive those who hate me. My kingdom is not like any you've ever seen. I am here to point to the truth that there is only one God, only one kingdom, only one reign that will endure. This is the truth. To which Pilate replies, truth smooth That's how John pictures the clash of kingdoms. Now Pilate is gone and Great Rome is ruins that we visit around the Mediterranean, just some piles of stone, an aqueduct here, an arena there, a marketplace. But the words of the rabbi from Galilee still ring in our ears, and they draw a deep longing from our hearts We long for the day when Isaiah's words will come true. For unto us a child is born and the government will be upon his shoulders. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of peace. He will establish his kingdom with justice and hold up all that is right. Because the zeal of the living God will do this. Our hearts long for this. Our lips pray for it day by day. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. We pray this prayer when the headlines are full of bomb explosions in Paris and suicide attacks in Beirut or Mali. We pray this prayer when gunmen invade a school or a shopping center or a church basement in Charleston, South Carolina, and all hell breaks loose. We pray this prayer when all the candidates have finished standing on a stage and we have heard nothing new or hopeful or helpful, and yet we are a democracy and we will vote, but we pray Thy kingdom come and put an end to perpetual war. Thy truth be done so that all will finally see we cannot kill in the name of God or Allah or Caesar. Thy Savior reign over us. The child you sent among us who was rejected as too small, too weak, too plain. The Savior who one day took a child And said, unless you receive the kingdom like a child, you will miss it. So we pray the words that Jesus taught us, thy kingdom come. That is the gospel on this Christ the King Sunday. That is the good news that his kingdom is not like those around here. That not only is he telling the truth, but he is the truth about God and God's love and God's judgment on the politics and wars and vengeance of this world, where the powerful keep crucifying the weak. Every time we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, we pray for a new reign and a new authority over us. It may sound like treason to some, But it's not treason if we understand that our current system is penultimate at best, a decent stand-in until that day comes. It's not treason if we keep holding up our system to the one that is coming, where justice will be for all and not just those in power, where truth will be the currency of the land and not just my favorite spin. It is not treason if we hold ourselves accountable to this king who once told us to receive the kingdom like a child with open arms and anticipation. So with Isaiah, we greet the birth of every child as a promise from God that something good is coming. And with every baptism, we commit ourselves again to be the people of Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, and we commit ourselves to teach the children to love and serve the Lord. I know it does not feel like Christ is king right now. As we all reel from the details of violence abroad and at home, the world feels so much less safe than when I was a child And yet we gather on this Sunday to pray and to witness, to pray that God will comfort those who mourn, to pray that God will strengthen those who seek to thwart terrorists and to bring them to justice, to pray that God will change the hearts of those who can see no way forward except through violence, to pray God equip all of us to work for a peace that is born of equity and respect for all God's children. And after praying, we are called to witness, to witness to the one who demonstrated power through weakness, who manifested strength through vulnerability, who established justice through mercy, the one who builds the kingdom of God by embracing a confused chaotic and violent world, taking its pain into his own body, dying the death that it sought and rising again to remind us that light is stronger than darkness, that love is stronger than hate, that God will make all good things possible. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this We pray and we witness. And with Antoine of Paris, we will not give in to hatred. We will live in hope as we look forward into the face of a child and as we welcome God's child, Jesus, wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of peace. Thanks be to God. Having heard God's word read and proclaimed, it is now our.